A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. This is a really good Saturday. It is a huge Saturday. We, for the last five years or so, have done a great big Christmas contest. Yeah. And we give away a bunch of stuff. That contest for this year is starting today. At the end of the show, it's going to go live, and we're going to tell you at the end of the show all about how you can enter, what what you could win, win, all that good stuff. But that's at the end. Right now... We want to get to something that happened to me before Thanksgiving, and I was unable to talk about it because we spent all of the episode after Thanksgiving talking about you. Did well, we? You asked. Well, I, I asked out of politeness, so you would in turn ask about mine. Mm, I see. That's how conversation works. Well, I ask you something quickly. You give me a very brief answer, and then get to my stuff. I don't know how long your stuff's going to be. Sometimes. Long. <laughs> it's, it's long, but it's what the people want. I don't well, we've really. We've got plenty of time for you today. Well, it's all about you. It is all about me. I really don't know that the people want this, hmm. but I do have to talk about it because my Thanksgiving, well, my Thanksgiving was fine, but leading up to it, I had a really bad experience. My hot water heater burst. Okay. I have been afraid of this for a long time. It's been this fear for probably 10 years. Ten years, you've yes. been afraid your water heater. Well, going the different houses, I always think, what would happen? How bad could it be? Yeah, it gets pretty bad. I, I mean, found now that out. I'm kind of afraid. So. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the kids and I, just to give you a quick scoop, it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So everybody's kicking into Thanksgiving mode, right? We're all ready to have fun, and my, the kids and I were playing a game, and my son brought the game downstairs, and he came back up, and he said, Dad, there's a bit of a problem. In the basement. I said, well, what, what's, what's the problem? He said, there's there's some water in there. <laughs> oh, and I figured, well, probably the tub. You know, there's something's some leaking. Water in there. So I go downstairs, and as I'm coming down the stairs, I can hear water. Like, it's like a fountain oh, in the basement. Good. Yeah, really good. Coming to the basement, and I find half of it. You know, I've got a finished half. That part was fine. Thank goodness that part was fine. Yeah, seriously. The other half, I had about an inch to two inches of water, depending, because the floor is not level. Everywhere. All right. It didn't take me long to diagnose because first off, my well, your great fear, fear yes. is the hot water heater <laughs> and I could see water pouring out of the hot water heater. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the problem is right there. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> so anyway, I had to try to shut it off. There were all kinds of things going on. I wasn't completely surprised that this had happened. It had been gurgling, making some weird popping sounds for about four years. Hmm. And I researched it. I'd asked plumbers what I should do. Yeah. And they said, it's probably sediment. You could flush it. You know, And, and we're going to talk about that. I, I never had great success flushing it. Right. You tried to do that tried before. Tried to just got do anything. clean water out of it. No sediment or anything like that. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what to do. I left it. And, well, now it burst. And water going everywhere. So what I ended up with was that night was a really long, miserable night where yeah. we're vacuuming up water, trying to get it out. I texted you right away just to share my misery so that yes, you were a part of with it. with no follow-up. So <laughs> I'm under the impression that, like, this is bad, bad. I'm picturing the finished basement portion underwater. Yeah. I'm thinking he came home yeah. and the basement was just flooded mm-hmm. because it, what, took 15 minutes? Literally, yes. We knew because we got inches? the game. Right. We went to get the game. 
And then we played it. We worked for about a half hour trying to play a game. Yeah. And it, it requires a computer app to, to run this board game. And the app wouldn't work. I think yeah, God classic. saved me, really. Yeah. The app wouldn't work, so we quit the game. It Normally, it would have taken three hours to play that game. Jeez. And we quit. And so my son brought it downstairs. It was dry when he got it. And a half hour later, wow. we had yeah. all that water. And it turned out, I mean, by the time we'd pulled it out of the, with the shop backs and stuff, we had to have had 300-ish gallons, if not more. So imagine hours. Oh, my goodness. It would have been horrific. Yeah, you actually got really lucky. We did. So we were thankful. And honestly... A great plumber. I got it. That was Tuesday night. Wednesday, that Tuesday night, 8.30. Wednesday by 10.30 in the morning, I had Great Lakes Plumbing, theplumbershere.com, out there installing a new one. So wow. I can't thank them enough. Mark DeVisser at Great Lakes Plumbing and all the people over there, they got right out to the job you and water. fixed it. <laughs> I thought we were going to be out of hot water all holiday weekend. Anyway, that's oh, what happened. Geez. That was my experience. And I want to talk about what I learned from that. Because yeah. there were a ton of lessons that I learned, and I guess I want to get to that. But, well, I don't even know that there were a ton of lessons. It was one enormous lesson that I'm going to try to pass on. It's just got a bunch of points. Okay. All right? So the big lesson is this. Take some steps right now and prepare for fiascos. So Water fiascos. That's the big, giant, overarching Overarching lesson. thing is to prepare. Now, yeah. I know most people aren't probably going to do everything that I'm going to say. I wouldn't. Sure. But- if you do some of these, you are going to be so grateful when and if something like this happens. And this could be, you know, your hot water heater, uh, washer and, and dryer. Well, yeah, well the dryer's not, dryer, not going to. If your dryer washer. is gushing water, <laughs> man, I don't know how you prepare for that. <laughs> but the washer, a dishwasher, you know, any kind of huge water problem, yeah. you, you'll be so thankful that you have taken some of these steps. So let's go through them. And the very first one, especially in regards to the hot water heater, is you've got to know how to shut down your water heater. Yeah, that's in, an important step. In case of an emergency, right. And make sure the kids know, because you're not always going to be the person there. You right. know, make sure other people in the family are aware. Now, the new one that I've got has a sticker on it, which is really handy. That tells me exactly what I needed to do. The to old, shut it off? Yeah. In okay. case of an emergency. It says, in case of an emergency, do these things. Gotcha. The old one didn't, so I had to wing it. Now, some of it's pretty obvious, but one of them, shutting off the gas, I, did, I didn't right. think of that until about another half hour or 45 minutes into the cleanup. Well, yeah, because you're not thinking about gas, you're thinking no, about water. No, I'm thinking about all the water yeah. that's everywhere. So anyway, shutting down your hot water heater, pretty straightforward stuff. You turn off the cold water inlet valve. Now, for me... Unfortunately, the valve that I had was not working anymore. So I would shut it off, but it didn't seal. So I had to go to the main eventually to shut the water off. But turn off the cold water valve. If it's a gas heater, you've got to turn off the gas supply. So that's the second step. If it's an electrical hot water heater, Mm -hmm. turn off the electric. You know, hit the breaker for there. Attach a hose to the drain. There's a drain on the bottom of these hot water heaters. Attach a hose to that. Run it to your sump pump hole if you've got one or out a window or whatever, and open that up and try to drain the hot water heater. Okay. Then call your plumber. All right? So those would be the steps if you've got a problem to make sure you've safely got the thing shut down and ready to go. Well, and I think you can make your own little sticker to put on the water heater. Definitely. I wouldn't remember this in the moment. I would just be panicked and nothing works in that moment. It is a moment of panic. That's a great idea. Make a sticker, put it on there, and make sure everybody knows. That way you've got something to walk through right away. So that's the first thing. Now, along those same lines, you've got to make sure that you can ID the different water shutoff valves. You know, know where they are. 
And this isn't just for the hot water heater. I'm talking for toy. And, and again, I got to back up. This is for everybody in the house. You know, right. when I think about all the time the kids are home and I'm not there or, you know, whatever, if they don't know how to do this stuff, I don't want to be trying to solve these problems over texts, <laughs> right. right? And help them find this stuff. <laughs> Is Let, this the one? Right. Yeah. Walk through the house and find them all. It took me a second to find out where the shutoff valve was for the hot water heater. I Looking around for a split second. But if it were the kids, I don't even know if they would have known to look for that. Right. Yeah. So anyway, identify those things. And we're talking toilet, sinks, the washer, the dishwasher, dish yeah. hot water heaters, and then make sure you know where the main is. Now, another thing, gather the appropriate tools and do it now. You don't want to do this when the water's pouring in the basement or when the big rains come because everybody runs to the hardware stores. Right. Yeah. Now to, it's a war to deal with it now. Right. So you got to get those things right now and, and have them on hand. And the right tools for dealing with water, pretty basic stuff. Have a good wet dry vac. Okay. So I've got a three gallon wet dry that vac. That is garbage. Garbage. For water. No, it's not garbage. It's just me being... <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> just send it my way. I'll I'll find a way to put it to use. No, that's good. And we had a couple of three-gallon shop vacs that we were using. The problem is we were filling them up literally in 20 seconds. Okay, yeah. That's, that's how fast it would fill up. Serious. I had to have, for water cleanup, yeah. I had a 10 to 12-gallon, I think it was a 12-gallon shop vac. That worked really well. I could actually do something with it before it was... So make sure you have a big enough big wet enough shop dry vac, vac, wet yeah. dry vac, you know, whatever brand you end up with. And they're handy for everything, right? You can use them for shop cleanup, all kinds of Your cleaning car. up the garage, the yeah. car, all of that. So they're not just for water, but have a big enough one in case you do have water. Now, another thing that I'm so glad I had was a submersible pump. Hmm. And it's a little portable thing. Right. And a lot, a lot of them are in sump pump holes. I don't have a sump pump hole at the house. I've got a hole. I don't have the sump pump set up. They've they've closed the whole thing off. We never have water in the basement. So you just don't need <laughs> it. <laughs> never have water in the basement. <laughs> but anyway, get one of these submersible pumps. And the thing that makes that so handy is I use that to empty out my shop vacs. Uh, okay. Yep. So the very first one, I forgot I had those because I haven't used them in a while. I used them at the old house when we'd have rain and flooding. The new house haven't had that and haven't had to use them. So the first one, first time I filled up this big shop vac, I'm carrying 10 gallons of water up the stairs. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, the dog was hiding. Everybody was afraid <sighs> yeah. because the stress level was pretty high. Then I remembered these pumps, and from that point on, we were very easily able to pump all that water outside. Okay, so you've got the sump pump, you've got it inside well, Yeah, we of... just dropped this pump right into the shop vac, you know, the open shop vac, and in a couple of minutes, it would pump all that water outside, we put the shop back back together and we're good to go again. They're super inexpensive. Probably find them for about 50 bucks. Super oh, simple things. Yes, go get them now though. Because again, when rains and stuff like that happens, people do seek these things out and they clear off the shelves pretty quickly. It's definitely something to have. If you don't have a sump pump pit, right. you got to have one of these. Yeah, I don't have a sump pump. So this is probably something You're that want I one. should have. <laughs> so get that. Get the shop back. Get the submersible pump. Get a garden hose inside. I didn't have that. I Mine was outside. It was all frozen and hard. Mm -hmm. And what a pain. None of this and stuff dirty, ever yeah. happens conveniently. No. If only these fiascos would happen on a nice sunny day. Well, I think then it wouldn't be a fiasco. That'd still be a you fiasco know? at my house. <laughs> I would react. One last thing, if you don't have one right now, find a good plumber. That sounds a little crazy, but right now you're not stressed and freaking out. 
you have time to read Google reviews. Right. Nobody's reading Google reviews when you're standing ankle deep in water that's not slowing down. No, now you're, you're just, just getting that call. first name. Yeah. Right. So find that plumber. You can ask questions. Do all of that stuff now ahead of time. Like and that it. way, when an emergency happens, put that on the on the sump pump or on the the water heater and yeah, you know, I mean, maybe on the fridge or whatever. Like, we should have a list of our go-to people. It's like when you have a babysitter over for the first time, you've got like the list of numbers for them to call in case of emergency. Yeah. You need your own list. I think that is absolutely brilliant because I know the stress of the situation mm-hmm. and it's hard to make great decisions at that point. Having some of this stuff done ahead of time. I think you're going to end up with better results. Yeah, for so sure. All of that is really good info. It's all prep stuff. So do what you can. And when and if something goes wrong with the washer hose or who knows what, you'll at least have a little bit of a plan and you'll be prepared. That's all good. Be a prepper. Be a prepper. Now, <laughs> next week, I want to talk about flushing the water heater. Because right, because that's like a preventative thing to do. Right, right, and it gets talked about all the time. But there are some some things you want to think about. We talked to the plumbers here, Mark mm-hmm. DeVistra at Great Lakes Plumbing, and we've got some good info, but we don't have time to convey that now. Okay. So we're going to get that next week. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some quick transformations for your home to get ready for the holidays. And then at the end of the show, we'll be launching our Christmas contest for the year. That's all just ahead. Stick around. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and I think it's time to nag again, right? We oh, nagged yeah, at the that's beginning. How we're gonna start. Yeah, let's nag some people. Well, we did. We nagged at the beginning, but it's good nagging. When did we nag? When we talked about all the things you should do to prepare for a water fiasco. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. Do this. Do that. That yeah. feels like nagging. I, if I, I was getting that right. at home, I'd say nagging. This is nagging, right? And I would respond with, "This is just correct." <laughs> okay. So, but but it does feel that way yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And now we're gonna do that again, but we're gonna do it. With the GG in mind, the greater good. The GG. The GG. I imagine Gilmore Girls when you said that. Really? Yeah. This is, no, that's not what I. <laughs> no. No. We're not talking about Gilmore Girls. No, the Girls, greater Haley. good. This is for everybody's benefit. And what we want to get into is little things that you can do around the house. Quick yes. transformations as we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas and New Year's and have people over. We want to get our houses ready. And I'd love to go through, I think you would too, Repcolite. All of Repcolite in Port City Paints would love everybody to repaint entire levels in their home, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I am tempted to do that right now because we just moved into that house, but I still have the holidays coming up, and it's a ridiculous thing to try to get done right now. I'm right. just going to stress myself out, and it's not going to go well. And we know that's that's the case for everybody out there. We want you to enjoy the holidays, and if you want to repaint something big, we can help you get there. Yes. That, that's exactly what we're here for. But we know most people aren't probably going to do that. So, so let's, this is for the greater good. Right. I this see. is for the yes. greater good and for the the realistic vision yeah. that maybe we can give you some quick projects, quick transformations that will make your space feel better without doing all that work. And Haley, you put together a list and you kind of built it around a bunch of different areas in the home. And we're going to just work our way through that as best we can. And I think let's just start at the beginning. And I think that's outside. Front and it's the door. front door. Yeah, exactly. What the would you say about that area? Impression. The thing I would really focus on is not painting it because it's too cold. So instead, just clean it. And that sounds 
silly, like, oh, I'm, the big transformation is cleaning the front door. But really, when is the last time we clean the front door? Well, when's the last time you've really looked at the front door and analyzed it as if you were maybe a visitor or a guest? Right, because I'm sure there's scuff marks, there's handprints, there's cobwebs, you know, gutter. I've got so much mess there. I've got leaves everywhere, of course. Mm-hmm. I would get that off, but the, the, the cobwebs and all of that. The other thing I've got is I cleaned off my gutters. Because when we started talking about this, yeah. I went home and examined my front door just to see. I was so disgusted with myself. <laughs> because, yeah, I had blown out all the gutters, mm-hmm. you know, the leaves out of the gutters. And there's all this black gunk that somehow I have not noticed all over my front door. Well, we just don't see it. We're focused on getting through the front door. With We're the not groceries or whatever. the front door. Right. So, yes, clean the front door. It'll be super quick. Good first impression. Good first impression. I really like that. Now, if your entry, the main entry that people use, you know, if you're having guests over, is the garage. Clean that door. By all means, spend some time in there. Seriously. That'll be fun. Now, another thing that you can do is focus on that welcome mat, that rug. Well, yeah. Why go through all of that work with the front door and then leave an old welcome mat? Well, cheap. I can well, think of can one wash reason. It or vacuum it if you don't want to replace it. <laughs> but the thing that I've seen that I really like, and I've actually adopted it myself recently, is having layered rugs. It's all about layers, Dan. All right. Yeah. Layers. Now, I know that we had Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One in the studio. Oh, man, earlier in the summer. And he talked about layering area rugs and stuff. Yes, inside. Inside. You're talking about doing that outside. I know you said you did it at your own home. You have a covered porch. I do. So maybe it's a little bit easier for me, but I've got a larger, you know, entryway rug. And then I've got the rug that I wipe my feet on on top. So I've got just a buffalo plaid, black and white, simple pattern, but it adds some texture and color. And then I can have a rug that's easily switched out. How do people... Get to the 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 business rug, you know, the, the rug that I wipe rug. my feet on, without walking and tracking all kinds of dirt all over your nice rug. Do we have to hop? Well, we're not talking about like a giant gap to bridge here. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, I have little legs here. Step over. Even a little little gap is so something that I have to jump. So maybe you would just do a little bunny hop over it. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I imagined something different. I pictured a, or I an mean island. this kind of rug. I think you could also just throw in the washer too. Okay. We're not talking about like a super heavy duty rug. All right. I just, okay. I like the idea of layering it. It's not something I've done before. I couldn't at my house. Give it a try. Well, I can't. Okay. I've got all outdoor space. For the people who can, the greater good, those of us who can, (laughs) give it a try. Outdoor stuff, really, you're just focusing on making sure that entrance is appealing. Now let's move inside and talk about still the front entry because it's still that first impression. But we're going to have to do that on the other side of the break. So hang with us. We're going to listen to some news. It's going to be fun. (laughs) And when we're back, Haley, you're going to keep going, right? Yes. All right. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, we just spent last segment really quickly because I droned on and on in the very first segment of the show about my stuff. Mm-hmm. Nagging. Yeah. Nagging people about hot water heaters and water in the basement. And I was trying to help everybody. Exactly. It's what I do. Yeah. It's how I roll. Yeah. But anyway, we spent last segment going over some quick projects. Quick. Are they even projects? I wouldn't. Even, they're just like. 
details to look at for an easy transformation. Exactly. For your home, for the holidays, for Christmas and New Year's coming up, some simple things you can do to get the house ready to go. And you put the list together, and we spent a fair amount of time talking about the front entry, the outside of the front entry. Yes. And now we're going to move inside, and I guess I'm wondering, what's the first thing you'd recommend here? So, first thing inside that I would look at is painting the front door. It's too late for outside, but inside... You could paint that either a contrasting color to what you've got going on on the outside. But the point is, is that you don't have to use the trim color. I think I want to have a conversation about other colors beside well, trim colors. Well, most people, that's what we really think, right? That's the safe way to go. If I've got white trim, I'll just yes. put white on the door and I'm good to go. And sometimes I've seen people use the wall color on the door, you know, for certain sure. instances. Yeah. But how far can I push this? I'm, I'm curious because I think this is a, a big point. And I think people could really make a big impact in their front entry by pushing this a little bit. Yeah, finding a contrasting color, something that goes with the trim still, but it could be bolder. We mentioned black before. I think that's a good neutral, but you could even go to a color. You know, if you've got a color on the outside that maybe you don't want on the inside, find a color that works with that color still. So let's say, okay, you've got a red on the outside of the door and you don't want to wrap that bright red for the inside. It just sure. is too much for you. You could still find either a complementary color, like a green, for example. October Mist comes to mind because that's the Benjamin Moore color of the year, kind of a sagey green. Right. And now, bonus, it's Christmas colors. Right. And the thing I like about that is that it's not Christmas colors in such an overt manner right. that it's going to feel like mm-hmm. you really went you know, went over, over the top here and have to change it come January. It could last all year long. Yeah. October Mist is a great color for it, the to, entire year. Yeah. But it does give you that great Christmas feel. So, bonus in that regard. I like the idea of pushing it with those colors. Well, and it's not a huge investment either. We're talking about a quart of paint. So if you get it wrong, you can paint over it. Oh, and everybody loves to do that. Right. You should be painting them <laughs> four and five times each. Now, if you do decide to paint it, there's plenty of different paints available. Repcolite's Optima is a great option. Scuff-X would be another one. All kinds of different things. If you do think that that's something you want to tackle, just swing out to any Repcolite or Port City Paints. We'll walk you through the project, what you need to do, and get you the right products. So painting the front door. The inside of it. That's one thing to do. Yes. What else for that front entry? Addressing our blindness is the other thing. Okay. <laughs> we talked we about that like on the outside. House blind, right? We talked about it with the outside of the door. But inside, I think we get blind, one, to the clutter that's in the house. Mm-hmm. We just It's Definitely. a gathering place. Things end up there. Even if it makes sense for those things to be there for your everyday life, if you're inviting guests in. And you could declutter some of that for the time being so it's easier to receive those guests. Just take a look and see what you can cut down on. For me, it's dog stuff. We've got the leash, the harness, all the different things that we want every day. It doesn't feel like clutter. But exactly like you're saying, when people come, it's unnecessary in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, removing those things. I think something to stress here is we're um, we're not talking about an organizational kind of a thing. We're not saying right. get all these things out and find a new place for them and everything's organized. No, we're saying throw it in a closet that no yeah. one's going to open. <laughs> <laughs> That's really kind of, it, it's a breath of fresh air because it's how we really would have to do it at this stage in the game. We got to yeah. get these things moved and yeah, just get them out of sight for now. You'll get them all back later and put them all in place and maybe organize them later. But right yeah. now, that's that's not what this is about. It's just decluttering Quick quickly. Fixes. Now, another thing when it comes to the front entrance, and it could play through the whole home, but you notice it with the front entrance is 
I hate to even say it because I have this issue at home, but we need to destinkify. No, that's dealer blindness. Our house. It's like the odor blindness. So that's of that's our home. common. Yeah. I'm not like a filth pot or anything for No, we all have a smell. I mean we do. Some of us it's good, others Oh <laughs> Haley gestures towards me. If this were video, everybody would have understood the real uh, slight there. Yeah. No, but I was gone a little bit longer than normal. Mm-hmm. Or or the house was stinkier than normal. But I came home and I was really stunned by the musty smell that I was picking up. Well, you've also got five kids, so there's a lot of shoes. Oh, man, and they're stinky kids. And in winter, I think it's even worse because the boots don't breathe. Right. It's just collecting. Right. The boots don't breathe. They make the rest of us not want to breathe. Mm-hmm. But y- you need to clue into that. And I think the first <laughs> step is to come home and try to notice if there is a smell yes. and then deal with it all kinds of different ways. For me, all I had to do was run a dehumidifier and that took care of that smell. Baking soda we've talked about, that would be another solution to the right. odor blindness. Right. And there are the cheap fixes or, or at least the easy fixes where you're just masking the smell by sprays and stuff like that. Sure. Whatever you need to do, figure out if the house has a stink yeah, and try to address that. So that's all good for the front entry. Let's move to some other spaces in the home. How about the bathroom? That's really important to me. It's getting into the house. The entry is important. Sure. And the next thing I want to scope out is, is where's the, the bathroom? <laughs> and yeah, how pleased am I going to be with the facilities here? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good one really look at, actually, because this is one of the places that people are actually going to be spending time alone in your house, and you know, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But really, they have time to look at what's happening, and we all want our bathrooms to be clean. So, clean first, but also redecorate a little bit. There are easy fixes or easy transformations that you can make, and the first one I would look at is the mirror. There are a lot of options. Size, shape, color, if it's framed easy to paint, switch out. I had kind of a silver, you know, chrome finish around a mirror, painted it black, and it's a huge difference. What did you prime it with? Because we should give that that info out. Sticks. Sticks. Yeah, so it's a bonding primer. Um, Definitely one to use for that type of surface. Sticks bonds to almost everything. I mean, that is a great problem-solving primer. It is. If you've got areas that are, you know, tough to get paint to stick to, or you want to paint something that might be tough to get paint to stick to, sticks is the way to go. You can ask about that in the store. We don't need to focus on that much more right now. So a mirror, that's your first thing. Yeah. What other things do you have for the bathroom? The shower curtain, the bath mats, towels. I mean, all of these things make... What, you can't just leave the old towels out? The stinky towels? You can leave your stinky towels if you want, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want people to really feel like they're at home. But... If you have hand towels that people are going to be using while they're in the bathroom, maybe have guest towels. I think it's kind of a good excuse to invest in some fun holiday towels or just change out the color. You can change an entire bathroom's color scheme by redoing the towels, the floor mats, and the shower curtain. I went out to antique malls and I finally found what I was looking for. You know, I got found one of those towels on uh, the, the, the loop rolly, towel, the loop towels Gross. that you see at gas stations from a long time ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Every time you pull it down, it rolls back in. You found it in an antique store. Installed it in my bathroom. How many hands have touched that? The history (laughs) in that thing. This is a historic towel. (laughs) You should be honored. Right. That disease you got, we thought that was extinct. Oh, my god. Here it is again. 
So don't do that. You're no. talking about get real towels. Uh, the shower curtain, you mentioned to me that you're really, you're kind of a shower curtain snob. It's got to be a fabric shower curtain. I think it should be fabric. I think it really classes the joint up. And you can always wash it. I mean, it's easier to just freshen that way. Plastic, you're kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Now, one thing, you just redid your bathroom and something that, I, I don't know that it's terribly unique, but I, okay. I, I had not thought about this. You talked about the art that you brought into your bathroom. Yes. And I never would consider anything that's hanging on the bathroom walls in my house art. art. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit, because I think you got a great point with this. Art can be a great way to tie in all the different colors and textures that are happening in the bathroom. So it's definitely a place to consider. It doesn't need to be anything super fancy. It just needs to hold up to the moisture that's going to be in there. The art that I have hanging in my bathroom is actually a piece that I found at an antique mall and it's in their bathroom not in their bathroom but it's wood and it's painted it holds up great in that space and it just brings i don't know like a different level of finish yeah Haley's bathroom is way classier than my gas station bathroom <laughs> but we both have different vibes right yeah yours is definitely a vibe a different different vibe okay so bathrooms one more room you got to go really fast. Pick a few things quick for, let's okay. say, the kitchen. Yeah, I think the kitchen's the easiest because there's just a few things. The first would be hardware. Really easy to switch out, and it's the cheapest way to make your kitchen cabinets look brand new. Yeah, it's crazy how much of a difference that can really, make. Really, you could do this in the bathroom, too, sure. if you've got cabinets in there, same thing. So but hardware, that's a good one. What else in the kitchen? Declutter. Oh, yeah, of course. Same thing as the entry rate. Things that you're not using while you have people over can just be thrown in that disappearing closet, yeah, right? Yeah, just don't let anybody open that door. <laughs> Rug in front of the sink. This could be another place where you're layering some rugs to have some different colors and textures that you're bringing in. And the last one is flowers. Natural elements really help ground a space. So, something to consider. All kinds of different things. There are so many different projects that you could tackle. These are just a few that we pulled together. I think we're going to put a few more in the show notes if you want to check those out. Definitely. But right now, we're going to have to take a break. And when we come back, we'll launch our Christmas contest for the year. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley, we've got a monumental task ahead of us. Yeah, we've got to talk about a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff to cram in, and that is not my superpower. I Well, I can talk fast. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of your superpower. But I <laughs> ramble, and that's just the killer. That's how I enjoy what I'm doing is the rambling. Mm. Yeah. But we got to talk fast. And we want to talk about our Christmas contest. Yes. But before we get to that, you know, that's the big thing everybody's waiting for. Before we get to that, we've got to slog through Haley's topic okay. <laughs> about Christmas trees, <laughs> right? You love yes. picking trees, but you I forget love every year. cutting down my own Christmas tree. Well, really, I have Jordan cut it down for me. But the point is, is that I love the hunt for the perfect Christmas tree. I love going to the farm, you know, getting some hot cider, hot chocolate, whatever, and picking at my tree. But I always forget, like you said, which tree is which? Why would I want this one over that one? Mm -hmm. And really what I'm after, ultimately, is which tree smells the best? Oh, Okay, that's... I love the Christmas tree smell. Oh, see, I always start with which, where's the price? Let's just talk about price, and then <laughs> yeah. we'll go from there. Does it smell like something that's deceased? <laughs> it doesn't. Let's put it in the house. 
All right, so you've broken it down by a number of different kinds, yes. and I don't think there's an order to the list. Nope. I was surprised with the first one that you want to talk about. Yeah, white pine is the very first one, and we'll just run through the pros and cons. This one, the needles are a lot softer and they're longer. Yeah. They kind of have like a puffy look to them. Mm -hmm. But they don't drop many needles as long as you keep it really well watered. Otherwise, they're going to drop a ton of needles. So it's a double-edged sword there. They're very affordable, uh, very tall, so they're good for space, you know, with high ceilings. What about for short people? Then is there a cheap tree for short people? There's a different one, actually. Awesome. For short people, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, White pine. I'd not heard of that before as a Christmas tree. I was a little surprised at that one. Well, the cons are that there's almost no scent, which for me, that's a pretty big one. They also can't hold heavy ornaments. And like I said before, (gasps) they wilt really easily with lack of water. That's the Charlie Brown tree. That was a white pine. Oh. And it drooped. Yeah. Okay, white pine. Blue spruce. That's another one on your list. That one's pretty common. Yeah, Most and of you're us are very familiar. familiar with this one because you've actually got some in your yard, right? Bunch of them in my yard. Yeah, they're the ones with the silvery blue needles, which could be a pro for someone. They're really symmetrical, which is a good oh, thing because yeah. I am really all about they've got to have the right shape. Yeah, if you're OCD, this is the tree for you. <laughs> they hold on to their needles, which also is good. They stay clean. Uh, they've got really sturdy branches, so they're good at holding lots of heavy ornaments. Now the cons. Yeah. It's got an interesting list of cons here. The needles are really sharp. That's a pretty big one for me. That one is. They're not very fragrant, which again, I'm in it for the smell, so that's a big one. And this is unique. When the needles are broken, they actually have a very bitter smell, and some people relate it to cat pee. Really? See yep. that I'm surprised at because I do have the blue spruce on the yard. We tr- we you know trim them, yeah. prune them, and I don't notice that at all. I notice a huh. real piney smell. Well, reportedly people think it smells like cat pee. Maybe your smeller is just well. Off it a is. Bit. I can't smell skunk. It's my superpower. Okay. Well, yeah, then I could see. Be covered you're in, not a good resource for this. Skunk carcasses, <laughs> and I will not even notice it by scent anyway. One more tree. <laughs> <By> scent, <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see the body. Yeah. So I'll figure that part out. <laughs> Okay, last two, Fraser fir, and this one I think is maybe my favorite, but it's very fragrant all season long. It's great at holding onto its needles, sturdy limbs so it can hold those heavy ornaments. The cons are that it looks dense and compact. I don't really think that's a con. Huh. Um, Sounds like me. <laughs> see, this is the tree for short. It is. Dense Perfect. and compact. <laughs> the last one is the balsam fir, and the pros are pretty similar. Uh, classic strong Christmas tree scent, uh, lasts all season long, doesn't lose its needles, perfect symmetrical pyramid shape, very into that, uh, softer needles, and the cons is that it's not great for holding onto those heavy ornaments, unlike the Fraser fir. All right. We'll put links in the show notes so you can check that out because everybody's maybe getting ready to go and get those trees. Exactly. It's, I'm getting mine this weekend. It's good to have the info. Once you get it, you're going to decorate it, and then there's only one thing left to do. Put presents under Put it. Put presents under it. And that's what we want to talk about right now is a way that we can help you do that. And we're going to do that with our Christmas contest. We've done this for about five years now. And this year, I think we've got the best list of prizes yet. Yeah, it's a huge prize. Huge prize. And this year, like the last couple of years, we worked with Out of the Box Games. And we came up with $300 worth of games and puzzles that your whole family will enjoy. You're also going to get a $300 gift certificate to Repcolite so you can get your paint, your supplies, change a space completely. Right. So you've got $300 worth of games, $300 worth of paint, supplies, and stuff like that. 
you need food, right? I mean, if you're going to paint a room, food. yeah, you want to go out to eat. So we've got a $200 gift certificate to, I think it's your favorite restaurant? It's my favorite Italian restaurant. Really good. It's in Grand Rapids, uh, right downtown, and it's called Bistro Bella Vita. Can't recommend it enough. No, you've brought me there for, you know, we were out calling on stores and we stopped by for lunch and super good. This is from someone that has spent time in Italy. I spent a month there and I love this Italian food. So it's top notch. She's always throwing out the Italy thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is that just to make me feel like a complete, I've been to Coopersville. But I don't think what that's food quite is the from same. Coopersville? <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, so $200 gift certificate to Bistro Bella Vita. That's really good. And finally, a family season pass to the Muskegon Winter Sports Complex, which will give your family the opportunity all season long to cross country ski, ice skate, ice skate, snowshoe, all season long, like I said. Super cool. And, well, oops, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can go ahead with it because right. I was going to say, what if you don't have cross country skis or ice skates or all of that? You need to rent the stuff. Well, this comes with an equipment rental for your whole family. So it's a huge prize. Family, huge prize. I, we can't go through the list again. If you missed any of it, you can go online to repcolite.com and find out more info. So that's what we're giving away. How do you enter? Well, the contest is going to start this morning at 9 o'clock, the minute we're off the air. All you need to do then is head to RepcoLite.com or go to RepcoLite's Facebook page, and you'll find an entry form. A number of simple ways to enter, all revolving around a basic question. So each RepcoLite in Port City Paints, and even Snyder Paints in Goshen, Mm -hmm. has a unique cardboard cutout in their Christmas display. In the store. So if you go into the store, your your local RepcoLite, whoever you normally stop by, you're going to go in today or whenever in the next couple of days... And you're going to notice their Christmas display and prominently figured somewhere in there is this crazy, unique, gigantic, life-size cardboard cutout. Yeah, they've all got special guests in there. Yes, and that's the whole point of this contest. You're going to go, we've got 10 questions on the entry form, and all you need to do is match the right store with the right cardboard cutout. Exactly. Now, each right answer gets you five entries into the contest, but you only get one chance per store to make that choice. And then, then you're done. Yeah, so make sure you're right. Make sure you're right. Now, in order to get those answers, you may need to travel to some of these stores. You may need to network with some friends that live close by. And you're definitely going to want to tune in to the radio show here because every week, as we're wrapping up the show, like right now, we're going to give away three to four clues. Yep. Every week. Every week. Three to four clues. And we'll kind of give you the answers for three to four stores. So... This week's clues. Let's get to them. And let's start with the Lakewood location. In Holland, yep. In Holland. So the Lakewood location in Holland has a specific cardboard cutout. You can travel to the Lakewood store to find out what it is. Or let's just give them this clue. All right. So that's the Lakewood cardboard cutout clue. Right. So let's give away two more clues. So the Kalamazoo store. It's a bit of a drive. So this one's a really nice one to catch right now. Here's the clue for that one. All right, we got one more store we want to give a clue for, and let's do which one? I think Fulton Street, because all I can think of is this is the king of happy little trees. Okay, that's your clue? Happy little trees. The king of happy little trees. That's the clue for the Fulton Street store. So now you can head to RepcoLite.com or RepcoLite's Facebook page, find that entry form, and then the minute we hit 9 o'clock in the morning, that's going to go live, and you can fill in the answers for the stores that we mentioned. Then go around, find the other cardboard cutouts, connect them over time 
with the the correct stores on the form there. And who knows? Maybe you're going to be the winner. We're going to wrap the contest up when, Haley? December 20th. And you'll find out if you're the winner on December 21st. All right. That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap this one up. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. And by all means, make sure paint's a part of it. Find another cutout. Maybe you can get another answer and get more entries into our contest. All of the Repco Light and Port City Paint stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.